This is I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. The following is a recent Sunday morning message given by Pastor Robert Brown. We're going to be coming out of Romans, the third chapter and the 10th verse. We're going to read from 10 to 18. Here, Paul is preaching to the church at Rome. And what he is doing is uh, unveiling the righteousness that is needed. All right. Righteousness needed here. Hallelujah. He is unveiling the need for righteousness. Now, bear in mind, he is speaking to an audience mixed of Gentiles and Jews. The Jews would feel like we don't need righteousness. We have it. We have the law. We have the Ten Commandments. But here Paul, in this third chapter of the book of Romans, is unveiling to his audience the need for righteousness. Hallelujah. Righteousness needed. With that in mind, let me read God's holy word. And it reads, starting at verse 10, the Amplified Classic Version. As, is it, as it is written, none is righteous, just and truthful and upright and conscientious. No, not one saints of God, your favorite preacher can measure up to God's righteousness. The most holy person you know can't measure up. Let's go on to read. He's quoting from Psalm 14.3. No one understands, no one intelligently discerns or comprehends, no one seeks out God. All have turned aside Together they have gone wrong and have become unprofitable and worthless. No one does right, not even one. Each one of us is not quite what we were intended to be, as Paul is unveiling here. Their throat is a yawning grave. They use their tongues to deceive, to mislead, to deal treacherously. The venom of asps is beneath their lips. Their mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction as it dashes from dashes them to pieces and misery mark their ways. And they have no experience the way of peace. And they have, let me read that again. And they have no experience of the way of peace. They know nothing about peace for a peaceful way they do not even recognize. There is no reverential fear of God before their eyes. Let's go to the next slide, please. Jumping down to verse 23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Brother, pastor, why would you open up a message with these words? Saints of God, everyone that's ever hurt you, Every difficulty you've ever faced, everything that you have experienced that has caused pain in your life has come through a person that is fallen or on the path. If they were saved, they're on the pathway to know who they fully are in Christ, but they still have not met perfection. Everyone in this room has the potential to hurt everyone else, including me, to hurt you. 
we have all faced some sort of trauma in life that has impacted who we are and how we are with other people. Our expectations that we have placed on people have unfortunately led to multiple disappointments because we have put our hope in human beings who are less than perfect. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The trauma we've experienced from mommy and daddy or for husband or for wife or for ex-husband, ex-wife, children, hallelujah, they've all come from human beings that are not perfect and were never meant for you to put your hope in that they would not hurt you. My God. <laughs> Every traumatic thought and memory that you have that this person did this to you, that person did this to you, this person didn't set me up, this person didn't help me, the pastor didn't pick up my phone call, hallelujah. They all have the same thing in common. They're human, they're imperfect, they have no way of providing for you everything that your hopes and dreams have wanted them to. Dare I say, they did the best they could. However, their best wasn't good enough. Hallelujah. Glory to God. With that said, let's go to our title today. Hallelujah. Glory to God. No more trauma. No more trauma. God's taking us into a space in our lives where he's going to heal us of our trauma, hallelujah, and cause us to not fall into that evil cycle of being hurt, damaged, and then damaging other people continually, especially when we're filled with the Holy Spirit. My God, hallelujah, glory to God. Saints, I can tell you I've been hurt in church. I've been hurt by loved ones. I've hurt people. I've hurt this woman. I've hurt those children. Hallelujah. I, I've caused trauma in other people's lives, and people have caused trauma to me. Hallelujah. But this evil cycle has to end somewhere. As a leader, or we are all leaders to some degree in some circle, hallelujah, we can't be fully effective if we are dealing with trauma and thus traumatizing those underneath our leadership. We've got too many traumatized leaders, amen, hallelujah, leading uh, whatever group or congregation shipwrecked because they are not healed yet. We are unleashing our pain on those that are underneath us. We are causing them pain as we will cause pain. We don't acknowledge the pain. We just end up in this cycle of being hurt, hallelujah, and hurting others. Hallelujah. That person that cuts you off from the road, amen, was cut off by somebody else. 
That person that was, um, what's the word I want to use here, hallelujah, curt with you, amen, or short with you, uh, didn't give you that attention that you wanted, amen, someone didn't give them attention. That person that was abused or rebuked you or sharply corrected you and was insensitive, they were giving you the truth but not mixed with love, somebody did that to them. Hallelujah. All pain, I mean all behavior, excuse me, it can be explained. Hallelujah. And God wants to uproot the trauma and the cycle of trauma that we as the people of God find ourselves in continually. Hallelujah. Aren't you tired of the mean saint? The mean saint, amen, is someone who has been victimized at some point because they had an expectation for people that was not met. My mother did the best she could, amen, but she is human. And there was a point where I had to get to where I realized my, my mother's human. She did the best she could. She was a good mother, hallelujah. But ultimately, you graduate on to your Abba Father, and you understand he's the only one that is perfect. I'm not saying that to hurt your feelings, because <laughs> I see your face right there. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. No more trauma. No more trauma. If you're mad at somebody right now, it's causing you trauma. Hallelujah. No more trauma. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's get into it. Amen. Help me as I pray. Hallelujah. Father God, we come before you in the matchless name of Jesus, and we are dealing and traveling in some deep waters today. And Father God, this task you've given me is far, far too great for me. You are the preacher. You are the teacher. You are our God. Preach today. Teach today. Nourish your people today like never before. And we won't fail to give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor because you do all things well. In Jesus' name, somebody say amen. All right, next slide, please. Let's take a look at what is trauma. Amen. Trauma is even in the Bible. Hallelujah. Not the word trauma, amen, but it's been... Uh, uh, it's been uh, translated into wounds, amen, from Luke 10, 34, with the, uh, uh, the Good Samaritan parable by Jesus, amen. Hallelujah. And it means wound. A wound is an injury or a tear. My God. An injury or a tear. Trauma is an injury or a tear. Now, we want to specifically focus in on the psychiatry, hallelujah, aspect of it, hallelujah. And trauma is an experience that produces psychological injury or pain. Trauma is an experience that produces psychological or in your mind, in your spirit, in your inner man, hallelujah, injury or pain. Pain. When we've been hurt, amen, there is a rip, there is a tear in our soul. And every time somebody touches, amen, an open wound, it hurts again and we, we lash out. Because we're in pain. We have injury or pain in our soul. There's a rip. 
there's a tear in our souls that has not been mended. And for some of us, hallelujah, it's been all our lives. You've been walking around injured, sensitive, hallelujah. Uh, we have to walk on eggshells around you because you are injured and you don't know it. You have faced trauma. God wants to heal. God wants to heal today. There's a rip in your soul. And God wants to stitch it up today. Hallelujah. That you might be whole. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hang with me. We're headed somewhere. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Next slide, please. Saints, the health of your inner man is of the utmost importance. The health of your inner man is of the utmost importance. Let me say that a third time. The health of your inner man, the real you, the you on the inside, your soul is of the utmost importance. Let's take a look at it. Next slide, please. Hallelujah. Proverbs 18, 14. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It reads, the human spirit can endure a sick body. The human spirit can endure a sick body. But who can bear a crushed spirit? We've been walking around with crushed spirits. But we can't bear it. We try to smile around it. We try to fake it, shake it, and make it. Fake it and make it. But inevitably, it's going to come out. Rage, harsh words, or you hide away from everybody. You're a recluse, don't want to be around anybody. My God. Next slide, please. Negative words can destabilize our faith. Ever heard a word in church that just ripped your faith out? My God, the speaker was traumatized and didn't know it. Unfortunately, there's a lot of trauma-causing words in our churches. My God, that's not what God intended, but that's what ends up happening. Hallelujah, when a person doesn't recognize they've been traumatized, never get their soul injury mended, and thus go before people and share the word of God. Next slide, please. We're coming out of Sick of Timothy 2, 15 through 18. I'm reading the Amplified Classic Version. This is Paul, one of the pastoral uh, letters that he wrote to Timothy, his son in the gospel. He says, study and be eager to do your utmost to present yourself to God approved, tested by trial, a workman who has no cause to be ashamed correctly analyzing and accurately dividing or rightly handling and skillfully teaching the word of truth. Amen. So he's, 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 he's admonishing Timothy to know his word that before he goes before people, amen, hallelujah, he is handling the word correctly. All right. Hallelujah. He goes on to say, but avoid all empty, vain, useless, idle talk. Amen. Hallelujah. 
So a lot of times we find ourselves around people just talking mess. Hallelujah. We need to avoid it. Amen. And particularly those who are not rightly dividing the word of truth. All right. Not, not rightly handling the God's word. For it will lead people into more and more ungodliness. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Before I knew about the grace of God, whether I knew it or not, I was leading people into more ungodliness. Saved, sanctified, ordained, leading people into ungodliness was not my intent, hallelujah, but I didn't know how to rightly divide the word of truth. I didn't understand, hallelujah, uh, my place as a Christian in the new covenant. I did not understand, hallelujah, that God would be merciful unto my unrighteousness and my sins and iniquities he would remember no more. I was demanding from the people to be righteous when Paul just told us, amen, in Romans 3, amen, that we have a need for righteousness, hallelujah. He goes on later to say where we get that righteousness from. It's a gift, amen, by way of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Let me read on. Hallelujah. No more trauma we're talking about today. No more trauma, hallelujah. But avoid all empty, vain, useless, idle talk, for it will lead people into more and more ungodliness, and their teaching will devour it and will eat its way like cancer or spread like gangrene, hallelujah. So it is with Hymaeus and Philetus, hallelujah, who have missed the mark and swerved from the truth by arguing the resurrection has already taken place. They are undermining the faith of some. So these two individuals saying that Jesus came back already and the rest of y'all are shipwrecked. Hallelujah. Negative words or not rightly using the word can uproot our faith. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I've seen preachers, amen, telling people they were on their way to hell. How would they know? Are they God? Not God. It's when we don't understand the word properly, we cause trauma in people's lives. My God. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. But what can be done to overcome and or avoid trauma in our lives? What can we do to overcome what we've already experienced or to not go through it again? What, what, what can be done? Next slide, please. This is Solomon. I've shared this scripture recently. Amen. He's, he's speaking. Amen. He says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Guard your inner man above all else, because it will determine the course of your life if you don't guard your heart. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God, or as I will speak about in a minute, allow your heart to be guarded. It will determine the course of your life. Trauma will determine the course of your life. Going from chaos to chaos, relationship to relationship, church to church, marriage to marriage, friend to friend, job to job, trauma will determine the course of your life. Always moving. Never stable. Because your heart's torn apart. 
It's ripped. It's torn. Always moody. Trauma. Determining the course of your life. What does Solomon go on to say? Avoid all perverse talk. Or talk that God's not ordained for you to be involved in. Stay away from corrupt speech. You know, the, fa- the, 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 the popular saying is, I just got to tell you the truth. But the truth, hallelujah, has to be mixed with love. Otherwise, it's cruelty. Every time I speak what I believe is the truth, but it's not mixed with uh, thinking what's in the best interest of the listener, it is cruelty. Well, you know, we got to tell this person this, but listen, what is, is, that, is that in that person's best interest at that time? Otherwise, it can be cruel or premature. My God. Look straight ahead. Fix your eyes on what lies before you. You know, mind your own business. Stay in your own lane. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Don't be so risky. I mean, if the Lord leads you into something, hallelujah. But stay on the straight path, the straight and the narrow. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. Everybody else is doing the wrong thing. Doesn't mean you have to follow them. I, I want to be careful with this one, hallelujah. There is a group of people that always talk about negative, always talk negatively about someone in my life. And I choose not to get involved in that negative talk. I don't disrespect the people who are doing it, but I choose not to follow in. I take myself out those conversations. Because if you're complaining, complaining, complaining about someone, amen, it just becomes very negative, amen, hallelujah, and not an atmosphere, amen, that is good for my spirit or your spirit, for that matter, or anybody's spirit, those that are doing it, hallelujah, glory to God. Next slide, please. But the question is, how do you guard your heart? How do we guard our heart? God, you know, Solomon said these wonderful words, amen. We know that uh, out of the heart, it determines our course of life. But how do we guard our heart? Nobody ever taught me how to guard my heart. What, you know, do I guard it through being suspicious of everybody and, and, and falsely claiming I have a discerning spirit? Have you ever met those people? Everybody got a discerning spirit. They got the gift of discernment. Now, you got the gift of super, you su- uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Suspicious of everybody. Hmm. <laughs> everybody got it. Now, don't get me wrong. Amen. I understand the gift of discernment. Amen. Hallelujah. And that the Holy Spirit can uh, let you know the source of the spirit behind whatever is being said to you or what's happening. It's a revelation. Uh, it's a supernatural ability to see beyond the obvious and see the source of whatever is going on. Amen. I, I understand that. Hallelujah. But a lot of times it's just us being suspicious of people because we're trying to guard our heart that way. Well, we're just mean to everybody. We're going we're gonna to make you come through a, a fiery darts of meanness. And if you can get through that meanness and get to me, then you are somebody that's good. 
or we're standoffish or we're recluse, you know, we're, 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 we're aloof, we're away from everybody to guard our heart. But are those means that God would have us to guard our hearts? Let's take a look. Hallelujah. Next slide, please, sir. Hallelujah. Let's go to Philippians 4, 4 through 7. This is Paul talking to the church at Philippi. And he says, rejoice in the Lord always. Delight, take pleasure in him. Hallelujah. Do we delight ourselves in the Lord? Delight, rejoice in the Lord sometimes. Always. When you're in that mood, amen, look to the Lord. Listen, I'm not going to let this mood stay on me. Hallelujah. I'm going to rejoice in the Lord. We got to be more intentional in our lives, amen. Instead of letting everything impact us, amen, and we're in the mood, amen, because everything didn't go my way. We've got to be better than that. Hallelujah. This is not a demand. This is an opportunity to allow the Holy Spirit to move in our lives. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We got to be intentional. Hallelujah. Rejoice in the Lord always. T delight. Take pleasure in him. What can I take pleasure in? I'm forgiven of all my sins. If you don't believe that you're forgiven of all your sins, how can you take delight in him? Again, I say rejoice. If you don't believe you have eternal life, how can you take delight in him? Hallelujah. I have eternal life. I'm going to live forever. I'm saying that boldly, amen, because that's what the word unveils to me. Hallelujah. Let your gentle spirit, uh-oh, let your gentle spirit, amen. Let me say this. I've had some people over the years, and one time recently, amen, someone said, oh, you're so gentle now. As a man, hallelujah, in my natural man, hallelujah, I don't like to hear that. The ego doesn't want to hear that. But when I get beyond my lower ego, really a compliment to be gentle it means the Holy Spirit is having his way I'm not here to tell you I'm always gentle Raven will tell you I'm not always gentle she'll, t she'll tell you that hallelujah right hallelujah she's got a poker face on anyway hallelujah I'm not always gentle but instead of being offended by that because I'm not keeping it real had to come to an understanding that people are seeing the personality of Christ, not Robert's personality. Amen? Hallelujah. Because Robert's not always gentle. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Ah, Jesus. No more trauma. No more trauma. Hallelujah. No more trauma. Hallelujah. Let your gentle spirit, your graciousness, your unselfishness, mercy, tolerance and patience be known to all people the king james says let your moderation be known unto all men hallelujah what is that word moderation let your graciousness your unselfishness mercy tolerance and patience be known to all men when we're living intentional amen every day we know a someone's always looking at us b we got to represent christ hallelujah everywhere we go hallelujah and that one trip up of, and, and we're imperfect, and we're going to mess up, hallelujah, but that when we're not on our game, it can impact somebody negatively. We're human. Thank God for the grace of God covers us, amen. We're going to mess up, hallelujah. But when we are able to do right, hallelujah, let's understand that people are around looking at us. So I have 
been in the presence and have also done it myself. Amen. So I'm not here to just point, 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 not point to myself. Amen. Hallelujah. That I have been a Christian who has not always represented Christ well. I've not always said the right thing. I have hurt people with my words because I had not dealt with my trauma. My God. I have been the complainer because I have not dealt with my trauma at times. And thus not been gentle, not represented Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. No more trauma. No more trauma. Let me get through this. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious or worried about anything. Oh, my God. If we're going to be honest, we still get anxious and we worry. If we're going to be honest, and when we do that, it impacts us negatively. It causes trauma in our lives. When we worry, when we stay up all night and don't get the proper sleep, how can we be effective at work the next day? Because we've been up worrying all night. When our body has not been given the chance of eight hours of healing, when our subconscious has not been allowed to operate and work out those things in us emotionally overnight, you're going to be better believe we're going to wake up with some trauma. But be anxious or worried about, do not be anxious or worried about anything. Hallelujah. It is possible. This is what Paul is saying. But in everything, every circumstance and situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific requests known to God. We got to speak to God about the things we are going through in specificity. Hallelujah. Let me go on. Hallelujah. And then the peace of God, which reassures the heart, the peace of God that reassures or comforts your heart. That peace which transcends all understanding. Amen. In other words, people will be perplexed. By how do you have this peace when you're going through all this? That peace which stands guard over your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus is yours. Amen. So when we give it to God, when we open our mouths in prayer, let him know the gas bill is due, Lord. I'm coming to you because I know you're more than able to take care of this. Lord, my son is out here in the streets. I'm giving him to you, hallelujah, because I know you're more than able to take care of him. I had this instance in my life. My mother went to the Lord. I was out here wilding in the street. Amen. She came to me one day and said, I put you into the Lord's hands. And I was like, yes. Little did I know what I was about to go through. Because <laughs> unlike my mother, the Lord could be at all places at all times. <laughs> Little did I know the Lord was omnipotent, amen. There was nothing beyond him, hallelujah. When she put me in the Lord's hands, hallelujah, this is how I wound up being the pastor of Living Waters Christian Center. <laughs> you know, when they talk about surrender at 19 and 10 months, amen, your boy surrendered. I had had enough. I surrender 
all. I had hit rock bottom. I had gone through it all. I decided to surrender. When we put our hands up here, amen, it's symbolic, amen, of surrendering. I surrendered. I wish I was still in my mother's hands. Because <laughs> when God's moving upon you, it's no joke. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Ladies, mothers, hallelujah, fathers, put them in God's hands. Hallelujah. I can testify it is no joke. My God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He got me here. <laughs> it was not a fun time. My God. Hallelujah. I, 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 I decided I don't want anything to do with anything out there in the world anymore. I was, he had taken me through. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Allowed me to go through, and I surrendered all to the Lord. Amen. And we have to surrender all in prayer. Your gas bill, your children, hallelujah, your concerns. Amen. Hallelujah. Beyond it all. Amen. You know, quick testimony. This week, this month is a very demanding month. There's a lot of financial demands beyond the normal bills. Amen. And, uh, you know, I didn't quite know, you know, how I was going to navigate it. Amen. And, uh, you know, I was at work one day and uh, I got a phone call. It was from the big boss. I was like, what's going on? Am I in trouble? And the boss asked me, uh, we have this situation. Are you able to work on Saturday? And, you know, God will present you with an opportunity. And then it's up to you whether you decide you're going to take the opportunity or not. I got to say, nah, I want my Saturday. I like to sleep. I worked all five days. I mean, how dare you ask me to work on Saturday? I'm Pastor Brown. I'm anointed. I can prophesy to people. Baloney. God presented the opportunity, and I stepped through the door. Amen. And it's going to help me. Hallelujah. Meet all the needs. Hallelujah. God provided. And then through our will, we have to decide whether we're going to step through that door or not. Amen. Hallelujah. You got to be intentional. I could have gave way to, you know, no, Saturdays is mine. Or I can live intentionally and say, okay, I recognize this to be God. Let me step through this door. And I had a wonderful experience. Amen. Hallelujah. Yesterday morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And looking forward to the Lord's check. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It is God's responsibility if we allow him to guard our hearts and minds. It's not your responsibility to guard your heart. Because you're going to do it wrong. When Solomon was talking, this was in the Old Testament. Christ had not yet come and unveiled the Father. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It is God's responsibility by way of the Holy Spirit as we allow him to guard our hearts. Are you allowing the Lord to guard your heart? Hallelujah. Glory to God. This is not law. This is wisdom. Hallelujah. We all have a choice. Hallelujah. 
Glory to God. So God's responsibility is to guard our heart as we make known our petitions, our concerns, our worries. Then the peace that passes all understanding will guard our hearts and minds. Hallelujah. In Christ Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Next, next slide, please. Offload your worries unto the Lord. You know, we often hold on to our worries and feel like we can fix those things that concern us. How you doing with that? What have you solved? What have you fixed? It's not your job. Here's a bold statement. God's never ordained you to worry. If you're worrying, you're out of his will. God's never ordained you to be anxious. If you're anxious, you're out of his will. Will you feel feelings of worry? Yes, you will. Will you feel feelings of anxiousness? Yes, you will. Will you feel feelings of anxiety? Yes, you will. But when you feel those, okay, now it's time to go to the Lord. Now, these, these are, these are um, um, th this is uh, evidence that now it's time to go to the Lord. I'm feeling these things. I'm experiencing these things. What did Paul tell the Philippians how did he, to take these things to the Lord? And what is Peter about to say? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Next slide, please. We're going to 1 Peter 5 and 7. Uh, New Living Translation. He says, this is Peter, the Peter that was with Jesus. He says, give all your worries and cares to God. Give all your worries and cares to God. They are not yours. I don't own worries and cares. God, give them to God. If you are dealing with worries and cares, your prayer partner, your pastor, your brother or sister in the church can't overturn it. How do they give it to God? We want a fleshy God all the time, amen. Fleshy gods are human, amen, hallelujah. They can't solve your problems, hallelujah. Only God can. You can't even solve your own problem. Give all your worries and cares to God. This is something Peter learned in his time with the Lord. For he cares about you. God cares about you enough that he wants to take your cares and your worries. We often say give it to God, but let's, let's get more specific. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, I have these bills. Hallelujah. I know that you own the cattle on a thousand hills. I give you my concern that I'm going to be evicted. I give you my concern that I'm going to be uh, foreclosed upon. I give you my concern that they're going to take my car. I give you my concern about my son, my daughter, my grandchild, my great-grandchild. I give it to you because you are well able to fix it, Lord. Lord, you said I would have the peace that passes all understanding to God, my heart and mind. I believe you. I offload everything that concerns me. And I walk in peace. Well, girl, how are you walking in that peace? Opens up a door, opportunity to witness the Lord Jesus Christ. 
But if I don't offload it to God, I'm filled with worry, concern, and then people looking at me like, I ain't going to church. Look at you. You ain't dealing with it. Let me go out here and sell some drugs. That'll get me some money. Anyway, hallelujah. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. God cares about each and every one of us. God cares about each and every one of us. Human beings don't always care about us. They're more concerned about their own lives. But God cares about you. Stay alert. Watch out for the great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion. We do have an enemy who's trying to disrupt our lives because he's unhappy. He's a worrier. He's concerned. He's angry. He has trauma. The devil experienced trauma. He was kicked out of his home because of he tried to be rebellious. He's, he's a traumatized being, supernatural being, trying to traumatize us. The devil prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him. Be strong in your faith. How do we stand firm against him? By being strong in our faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are. We, we, uh, we all go through something. In his kindness, God called you to share his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you have suffered a little while, he will restore, support, and strengthen you. And he will place you in a firm foundation. As Christians, amen, we are not exempt of the effects of this fallen world. We will go through stuff, but God will support us and settle us and place us on a firm foundation if we allow him. It is God's role to take care of us if we allow him to take care of us. Jesus said, hallelujah, be like little children. And I never understood that. What do you mean be like little children? A child is dependent on their parent for everything. We are to be dependent on our Heavenly Father for everything. But there's this mindset of I'm grown. I'm going to do it on my own. Can't nobody, I know I'm speaking with a double negative, can't nobody tell me nothing. Or nobody can tell me anything. I'm doing it my way. Young adults... Young adults, it is in your best interest to never get a mindset that I'm going to do it my way. You, you need the Lord. You need the Lord. W we need him desperately. So much so that man was never meant to live independent or without God in his life. Everything, all the negativity that you see out in the world is a result of people trying to find their way, trying to find their place. You know, even with our young people, you know, and this big push for marijuana, we want to fill that God-shaped void in 
our lives. We understand that reality is hard, so let me get high or drunk to escape this harsh reality. I'm not going into religion because there's a bunch of do's and don'ts. And that's our fault for making it down to do's and don'ts, hallelujah. But if they knew they could come to a loving place full of support and that God supports and cares about them, hallelujah, we would have an inroad to our young adults, amen, embracing the Lord Jesus Christ fully. Even if they're saved already and they have eternal life, but not walking in his fullness, hallelujah, glory to God, because they don't know that God cares about them, amen? Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Next slide, please. We're talking about no more trauma. No more trauma. No more injury in our souls. Amen. Saints, we must understand the difference between healthy and unhealthy thinking. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Hallelujah. We must understand, hallelujah, glory to God, when my thinking pattern, whether I, you know, sometimes it can just slip in that I'm starting to get negative and I don't know it. I'm not aware of it. Next slide, please. Hallelujah. We're coming out of the book of James. This is the brother of Jesus, the half-brother of Jesus. Hallelujah. We'll start with uh, verse, he's he's, he's comparing divine and human wisdom here. Uh, uh, James 3.13 reads from the Amplified Version, who amongst you is wise and intelligent? Let him uh, let him by his good conduct show his good deeds with, the gentle, with gentleness and humility of true wisdom. So true wisdom that comes from God is full of gentleness, hallelujah, and humility. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm finding I don't need to always be right. Husbands, hallelujah, glory to God. That one secret that I'm starting to learn, amen, hallelujah. I don't need to be right all the time. Makes your marriage go smoother. You don't need to win the argument. Let just let it go. Hallelujah. And in the end, both of you will win. <laughs> Hallelujah. I am someone who is so much in my marriage trying to win the argument that I lose in the marriage. God just told me lose. And you'll win. I know it's counterintuitive. Doesn't make sense. Hallelujah. But stop trying to prove your point. Not be insincere, but just not feed into that negative energy, the need to be right all the time. Let it go. Okay. And then I've extended that amen to my work life and all that. Someone that, okay. I don't need to be right all the time. That need to be right comes from something inside that's insecure that I must prove. You know, let's not get into Twitter fights and, you know, my opinion. Listen, people are going to have their opinions, amen, and we can't talk people down from their opinions, amen. I would say, okay, you know, I understand how did you feel that way. I feel this way. Let's agree to disagree and leave it at that, you know, because we always want our, you know, we want our rights protected, but we're not protecting the rights of others. Amen. Whether it's right or wrong, people have the cho- they have the uh, the right to express their opinions. All right. We may it may not line up with the Bible. It may not be about our, our worldview. But I'm not going to argue anymore. All right. Uh, God has a, an ability to influence like nobody else. 
And we just put that person in God's hands. That's all we can do. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right. Hallelujah. Let me hurry up. Hallelujah for sake of time here. Hallelujah. Uh, let me begin from the beginning again. Who among you is wise and intelligent? Let him by good conduct show his good deeds with gentleness and humility of true wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not be arrogant. And as a result, be in defiance of the truth. This superficial wisdom is not that which comes down from above, but is earthly, secular, natural, unspiritual, even demonic. Hallelujah. Glory to God. My attempts to always be right had nothing to do with God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Jumping down to verse 16. Amen. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder, unrest, rebellion. You know, as a young, before I answered my call, I used to be jealous of those young preachers, amen, that were answering their call, even though I wasn't willing to answer mine. I was sitting here in church in this building downstairs, jealous. Hallelujah. And there was unrest and rebellion inside me and every evil thing and morally degrading practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure. It's morally and spiritually undefiled. When God speaks to you, amen, or when God, you're thinking along with God, hallelujah, it, there will be thoughts that are morally and spiritually undefiled. Then peace-loving, courteous, and considerate, hallelujah, gentle, reasonable, and willing to listen, hallelujah, glory to God, full of compassion and good fruits. It is unwavering and without selfish hypocrisy and self-serving guile. Hallelujah. This is how you can determine whether you're thinking along with God or the person thinking, talking to you is thinking along with God. That it's, 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 it's divine thinking or uh, human secular thinking. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let me move on for the sake of time. Next, next slide, please. We're almost done. Hallelujah. We're back in Philippians 4 and 8. Hallelujah. This is Paul speaking to the church at Philippi. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It says, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true. Be intentional in your thought life. Fix your thoughts. It means your will has something to do with it. Amen. On what is true and what is honorable. Something can be true, but it could not be honorable and is not fully truth. Amen. Hallelujah and right, and pure, and lovely, and admirable. Hallelujah. Think about, the, think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. So something can be true, like a rumor can turn out to be true, but if it's not honorable, admirable, if it's not looking out for the well-being of someone else, if it could trash somebody's uh, reputation, then that's not something I should be thinking on. My thinking is unhealthy then. Hallelujah. And it could lead me to trauma. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Keep putting into practice. Is, is, is he making appeal to their wills there? All you learned and received from me. Hallelujah. Now we receive from Paul through the word. Hallelujah. Everything you heard from me and saw me doing, then the, then the God of peace will be with you. Hallelujah. Glory to God recognizing what thoughts are going through my head, amen. Do they line up with Philippians 4 and 8 and 9, hallelujah. Glory to God, Lord, help me. Father God, I invite you to alter my thinking patterns that I veer away from those negative thoughts and that my thoughts are those that are honorable, pleasant, praiseworthy. Hallelujah. 
glory to God. And where I fall short, I thank you for your grace. Hallelujah, which covers me. Hallelujah. Because I have another opportunity to allow you to have your way in my life. Even after I failed. Hallelujah. There was no grace in the old covenant. If you do it wrong, you're going to get punished. But we thank God for his grace. You know, people who are law people, law, 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 Ten Commandments, 613 other laws, hallelujah, sometimes become very keen, uh, keenly aware of grace. When they mess up, they want grace from you. <laughs> they don't mix together, amen, new covenant, amen, grace, grace. When we fall short, thank God for his favor to cover our lives, amen, hallelujah. Let's conclude, amen, hallelujah, no more trauma, next slide, hallelujah, no more trauma, amen. God wants us to be the kind of leaders, the kind of people, amen, hallelujah, that have had our trauma, our injuries, our, so, so our injuries in our souls mended, hallelujah, repaired, amen, hallelujah. But we must cast our cares upon him. Our cares are not ours. They are to give to God our concerns. We have to be specific. Lord, I went through this. I was touched as a child and molested. I give it to you. Hallelujah. Lord, mama was not the best mama to me. Hallelujah. She was out in the streets partying. I give it to you. Lord, I was raised in foster care. I didn't like it. It made me upset. I give it to you. Lord, hallelujah, I gave up my virginity at a time when I didn't know any better, but I give it to you because you care for me. You love me, and you don't want me to go through trauma any longer. Hallelujah. Well, I can't share that with God. It's personal. going to come out somewhere we're going to share it with someone and that person has to make a decision whether they're going to value what you've shared with them and keep it private or they might spread it in rumors and gossip or they might use it to take advantage of you themselves therapy I'm not anti-therapy but I just know that the therapist is not God and doesn't have the ability to do all that God can do for you. Hallelujah. Pastor Brown's been in a whole lot of therapy. It's just been with my Abba Father. Hallelujah. Glory to God. To work out my issues. Hallelujah. My trauma. Hallelujah. He knows everything about you anyway. But we need to get it off our chest and give it to him. Amen. So let's, let's conclude with this. Amen. Number one, amen. Everyone that has hurt you is imperfect, flawed, and human. Everyone that has hurt you was imperfect, flawed, and human. That includes mama, daddy, cousin, auntie, best friend, pastor. Hallelujah. Anybody had church hurt through the pastor? Amen. Ha guess what? The pastor was human. This pastor is human. Hallelujah. Those expectations of perfection from these individuals is false. It is not appropriate. Amen. Our appropriate high expectation should be on God. The more you struggle with 
point number one and keep putting your hope in people, the more you're going to stay in this cycle of trauma. I know we've heard me say it over and over again, hallelujah. Move those expectations off people and put them on God. Hallelujah. The, uh, it, let me use this example. The people, let, I'm, and, and I'm going to get a little hypothetical, hallelujah. Let's say someone's here and they get mad at me and they leave the church because I didn't do this, that, or the third. There is no individual out there or any church they can go to where they're not going to experience anything because that next pastor, he or she, is going to be human as well and will not meet all the needs of that person. Let's take it to relationships. Hallelujah. You go out with this person. You're married to this person. You cannot ask the, 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 the things that you experience with that individual. You may not experience the same exact things with somebody else, but you're going to experience something because that person's human and imperfect. Let's say I would, and, and uh, please forgive me, I'm just using hype. If I were to leave my wife, because she gets on my nerves, hot, I get with somebody else, they're going to get on my nerves too. Why? Because they're both human. So how about not letting people get on your nerves and offload those cares and concerns and those expectations, most importantly, on the Lord. The grass is not green, a greener, and everything that shines ain't gold. That's how they used to say it, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everything that shines ain't gold, hallelujah. Everyone that has hurt you is imperfect, flawed, and human. Do not place divine expectation of perfection on any human being save for Christ. Christ is now a human being sitting on the right hand of God. He gave up his heavenly form forever and is now a man, the God-man that sits on the right hand of Father God. Number two, as best as you can, avoid negative Faith-stealing talk that will attempt to destabilize your faith. I don't listen to everybody. I don't, listen, I, don't, I don't get on and listen to a lot of different preachers and stuff like that. That's not to say that I haven't learned from people and people have invested in me and all that, but I allow the Holy Spirit to lead me. Who, 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 who can I really trust to teach me, to help me? And he has done that. Number three, offload all of your worries or concerns to the Lord. Trust him implicitly to handle your challenges and allow him to guard your heart, the place that determines your course of life. God's job is to guard your heart, not you yourselves. All right? As I explained to you, Solomon didn't have a revelation. Hallelujah. That would cry, all that Christ would do. Hallelujah. He didn't know about Philippians 4 and 8. He wasn't alive yet. Hallelujah. So yes, your, God, your heart needs to be guarded, and it does determine the course of your life. But it's God's job to guard your heart if you allow him. Hallelujah. Number four, recognize thinking patterns that are negative and not Christ-centered. Allow the Holy Spirit to flood your mind with spiritual, spiritually healthy thoughts. Amen. I remember I was going through a tough time at work. Uh, and I, I know every day when I would leave, I would say, Lord, flood my mind and heart with joy and love. Flood it to overflowing. Hallelujah. 
Glory to God. You're going to a place you don't really want to go because of whatever you experience. But Lord, flood my spirit with joy, with peace, with love. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That I might not go into a situation with anxiety. And thus be traumatized or traumatize somebody else. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you. We got to be intentional in our walk. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Number five, know that the health of your inner man is of the utmost importance. Your spirit man, your soul, whatever you want to call it, your inner man is very important. It determines the course of your life. It is God's will that your inner man be healthy. No more trauma. No more trauma. It is God's desire that your inner man be healthy. I know we're on this health kick, and yes, we our temples sh should be healthy. Amen. Hallelujah. And I need the Lord's help all I can get. Amen. To help me be have this temple be healthier. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But the inner man, the one that's going to live forever in a new body, hallelujah, glory to God, needs to be healthy and free from trauma. Hallelujah. Everyone in here has experienced trauma. But God wants us healed. And God wants us to get off of this cycle of being traumatized and traumatizing other people. Hallelujah. Many of our children have been traumatized in church. Many of our children can't wait to leave the church when they become grown. They have thoughts and memories of anger, mean church folks, being talked talk to very harshly, being mistreated. Hallelujah. If we had a poll of all the 30-somethings now, the adults now, and we were able to talk to them, and they could talk frankly. They would talk about all they've been through and experienced in church that we had no idea about. And many of us as children experienced these same things. We were traumatized. Amen. God wants us a trauma-free church. But it starts with us. You can't help yourself. You've been dealing with this anger how could it not come out on somebody else? You were traumatized as a child. How could it not come out in your life? You've been dealing with worry your whole life. It's just become your lifestyle. You don't know any differently. So when you hear it preached about, amen, it makes you flinch, amen, because you know it's something you deal with. Been worrying so much it's comfortable. but it's causing trauma in your life. God does not want you traumatized any longer. Hallelujah. Listen, I know this is uncomfortable, and y'all ready for me to sit down. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. But we got to deal with this. It's got to be uprooted. It's got to go. It's been in us too long. Our souls torn apart and not repaired. Amen. Let me leave you with this. 
I'm going to have my seat. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. The great apostle Paul suffered trauma. However, he did not allow it to derail his efforts to share the gospel. Trauma will get in the way of sharing the gospel. How so? Because when we experience trauma, we take our minds off of the gospel. And let's talk about preachers. And instead of preaching the life, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ, I'm up here preaching self-help because I'm trying to help myself and trying to get you to help yourself. And Jesus has cut out the picture and the gospel message is not spread. Yes, people are hooping and hollering and jumping all that because we're teaching self-help. But the gospel's never spread, and we never know that we're forgiven of our sins, past, present, and future, and all that Jesus did for us, and all that's available to us through Christ. Hallelujah. But what did Paul say here? Second next slide, please. Second Corinthians 4 and 8 reads, We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. He's going, he's been through trauma, spreading the gospel, amen. People have tried to traumatize him, hallelujah. Glory to God. Persecuted, but not forsaken, hallelujah. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always a bearing about in the body, the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our bodies, that despite what we are going through in our physical bodies, our spirits are good, amen, hallelujah. And if our bodies, our lives can be a testimony of the goodness of God, then so be it. Next slide, please. Hallelujah. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake. Paul was under a lot of persecution for spreading the gospel, especially amongst the Jews, hallelujah, of the time, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. So then death worketh in us, hallelujah. His life was threatened, amen. He was stoned, amen. He was imprisoned, hallelujah. But life in you, we are having the same spirit of faith, According as it is written, I believed, and therefore I have spoken. We also believe, therefore speak. Speak what? Speak the gospel. Next and last slide, please. Knowing that, that, knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise us up also by Jesus and shall present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace through that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound or contribute to the glory of God. In other words, he's saying, despite what I suffer in the natural, amen, hey, I'm not traumatized on the inside, hallelujah, but all in all, hallelujah, my suffering, amen, is that you might see Christ through me. Despite people trying to stone me, trying to kill me, trying to imprison me, I will continue to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is possible, y'all to be persecuted, yet not traumatized. If you're going to share the gospel, people are going to come for you because you're threatening, in a lot of cases, their money and or their power. But it's possible to go through that and not suffer trauma to your soul. Yes, your outward man might suffer some, some scratches and bumps and bruises. Hallelujah. But your inner man is strong in Jesus Christ. No more trauma. I'm done. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me pray. Father God, we come before you in the matchless name of Jesus. 
We thank you for this word today, this sobering word. We thank you for pointing out that which we've all suffered and gone through. Father God, you know our childhoods. You know our teenage years. You know our adulthood. You know our relationships. You know the people in our lives. You know the things that we've suffered through, Lord God. Now, as Paul and Peter have told us, Lord God, we cast our cares upon you. We make our prayers and supplications known unto you, Lord God. We give you the abuse we've been through. We give you the neglect. We give you the lack of relationship with our mother and our fathers, Lord God. We give you, Lord God, the molestation we've experienced, Lord God. We give you, Lord God, hallelujah, uh, the abandonment we felt, Lord God. We give you, Lord God, the marriages that are struggling and the wife or the husband that's not loving us the way, Lord God, we believe we should be loved, Lord God. We give you the death, Lord God, and the pain and the grieving of a loved one that has died, Lord God. We give it to you, Lord God. We give you the cries of our heart today, Lord God, and ask that you would God would heal and then guard our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus that we might be healthy in our inner man, that the trauma is uprooted out of our lives, out of our mouths, out of our bellies. We confess to you today all that we have been through, Lord God. We give it to you because it is not ours. It is now yours, Lord God. We divest ourselves of all this negativity and give it to you, Lord God, that you might flood our spirits, Lord God, with joy unspeakable and full of glory, Lord God, that we might experience a peace that passes all understanding, Lord God, that would be a garrison around our hearts and minds, Lord God, that we might truly be whole and have our hearts mended and live healthy and good lives on this side of heaven in the name of Jesus. Have your way, Lord God. Acquaint us with your peace. Acquaint us with your joy. Acquaint us with your love. We thank you today. We praise you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. It's a journey. It's going to be a journey for us. But we are able to allow God to have his way in our lives. Can I say something? You won't throw nothing at me. If God reveals something to you, it may be a hard truth, but it's meant for your good. Allow him to keep speaking. There's been some times when God's speaking to me and I don't want to hear it anymore and I'll stop my prayer and I'll go watch TV. But he was trying to tell something to me to help me. Or you turn on the radio or you call somebody on the phone or whatever it is. Allow him to heal you. There are people in here that are going to do things you've never done before because that, that anxiety will be gone, that worry will go be gone, that fear will be gone. How to, it's not yours. You know, you don't own that trauma anymore. I, 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 you know, trauma is not mine. I'm giving it to God. I don't need to own it anymore. 
Just like I talk about that arthritis is not yours or that, that sickness is not yours. I don't, I don't have to own the trauma. It's, it's not mine anymore. I will not be defined by my trauma. I will be defined by the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Don't you need to stop letting the trauma define who you are. We are not victims. We are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm done. Friends, if you are impacted by this message about Jesus Christ and want to receive his love and forgiveness, say these words with me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Please forgive me of all sins, transgressions, and iniquities. I believe you died to pay the penalty for all my sins, past, present, and future. I believe you rose from the dead as the evidence that Father God accepted your sacrifice for my sins. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, if you said that prayer sincerely, you are saved and one day going to heaven. So God bless you. God loves you. And go on with the Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for joining us at I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. We hope the message blessed you and unveiled the love of Christ to you in a greater way. God bless.